in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And transitions and things of that nature. So that's reflected by the report. It's not some accusation by the president. It's just true. I mean, you guys know, you guys work with White House staff all the time. We support the principal. That's our job. And principal relies on their staff to help them with things. And the president said this last night. You know, he talked about how, you know, looking back, if he had been more engaged, he was more engaged in that process. Blaming the, the staff. The blaming the staff. Blaming the staff. Oh, yeah. Blaming the staff. That's why her and his ethical, honorable, brilliant investigators and prosecutors said in black and white that Joe Biden was observed packing boxes himself and walking them onto the truck. Joe Biden, they just tried to say all this classified stuff all over the place, the office downtown, the summer house, the basement, the garage, the den, the University of Delaware, that community college, under the Corvette, that it was an accident. He just said accident. An accident. Just an accident. I got pages and pages and pages here where the guy is telling his ghostwriter classified stuff. Classified stuff. He reads verbatim classified stuff. Where is that page? Where is that damn page? Page 7. On at least three occasions, Joe Biden read directly from the classified notebook to his ghostwriter, verbatim. All of that was classified on three different occasions. He gave classified material. Now, remember, <laughs> all right, to make matters worse, there's the matter of last night, and we're going to enjoy it now in its entirety. Are you ready? The most catastrophic, the worst press conference in the history of press conferences and presidential events until the next one. Okay, go. Let me say a few things before I take your questions. As you know, the special counsel released this finding today about their look into my handling of classified documents. I was pleased to see he reached a firm conclusion that no charges should be brought against me in this case. This was an exhaustive investigation going back more than 40 years, even in the 1970s when I was still a new United States senator. And the special counsel acknowledged I cooperated completely. I did not throw up any roadblocks. I sought no delays. In fact, I was so determined to give the special counsel what he needed, I went forward with a five-hour in-person, five-hour in-person interview over two days on October the 8th and 9th of last year, even though Israel had just been attacked by Hamas on the 7th, and I was very occupied. It was in the middle of handling an international crisis. I was especially pleased to see Special Counsel make clear the stark distinction and difference between this case and Mr. Trump's case. Special Counsel wrote, and I quote, several material distinctions between Mr. Trump's case and Mr. Biden's are clear, continuing to quote, most notably, after giving multiple chances to return classified documents, To avoid prosecution, Mr. Trump allegedly did the opposite. According to the indictment, he not only refused to return the documents for many months, he also obstructed justice by enlisting others to destroy evidence and then to lie about it. In contrast, he went on to say Mr. Biden turned in classified documents 
to the National Archives and the Department of Justice, consented to the search of multiple locations, including his home, sat for a voluntary interview, and in other ways cooperated with the investigation, end of quote. I've seen the headlines since the report was released about my willful retention of documents. This, these assertions are not only misleading, they're just plain wrong. On page 215, if you had a chance, I know it's a long, it's a thick document. On page 215, the report of the special counsel found the exact opposite. Here's what he wrote. There is, in fact, a shortage of evidence that I willfully retain classified materials related to Afghanistan. On page 12, the special counsel also wrote for another documents. The decision to decline criminal charges was straightforward. The evidence suggests that Mr. Biden did not willfully retain these documents. The evidence said I did not willfully retain these documents. In addition, I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or passed away. Simple truth is, I sat for a five-hour interview over two days of events, going back 40 years. At the same time I was managing an international crisis, their task was to make a decision about whether to move forward with charges in this case. That's their decision to make. That's the council's decision to make. That's his job. And they decided not to move forward. For any extraneous commentary, they don't know what they're talking about. It has no place in this report. The bottom line is the matter is now closed. I'm going to continue what I've always focused on, my job of being president of the United States of America. Now, thank you, and I'll take some questions. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's uh, that's that's my memory has gotten worse, Mr. President. My memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory. Take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Mr. Mr. President, Mr. President, President. voters have concerns about your age. How are you going to assuage them? And do you fear that this report is only going to fuel further concerns about your age? Only by some of you. I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. It goes in and points out things that appeared in my garage, things that came out of my home, things that were moved, were moved not by me, but my staff, but my staff. Mr. President, for months when you were asked about your age, 
she would respond with the words, watch me. Many American people have been watching, and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your judgment. Public that is not the judgment concerns, of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? What, what is your answer to that question? I'm the most qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. Why are you confusing what Nancy Pelosi wants? I did not share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter. With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. But what the special counsel said it. Well, no, he did, did not say that. Okay. He did not say that. But Mr. President, so what let me answer your question. The fact of the matter is, what I didn't want repeated, I didn't want him to know, and I didn't read it to him, was I had written a long memorandum to President Obama why we should not be in, this, in Afghanistan. And I was of this, multiple pages. And so what I was referring to, I said classified, I should have said it was, should be private because it was a contact between the president and the vice president as to what was going on. That's what he was referring to. It was not classified information in that document. That was not classified. Mr. When you look back at this incident, is there anything you would do differently now? And do you think that a special prosecutor should have been appointed in the first place in both of these cases? First of all, what I would have done is oversee the transfer of the material that was in my office, in my offices. I should have done that. If I go back, I didn't have the responsibility to that. That was my staff was supposed to do that, and they referenced that in the report. And my staff did not do it in the way that, for example, I didn't know how half the boxes got in my garage until I found out staff gathered them up, put them together, and took them to the garage in my home. And all the stuff that was in my home was in filing cabinets that were either locked or able to be locked. It was in my house. It wasn't out in, like in Mar-a-Lago, in a public place where, and none of it was high classified. Didn't have any of that red stuff on it. You know what I mean? Around the corners? None of that. And so I wish I had paid more attention to how the documents were being moved and where. I thought they were being moved to the archives. I thought all of it was being moved. That's what I thought. Now, what was the last part of your question? Whether a special counsel should have been appointed in this case and in the case of your rival president, former president. I think a special counsel should have been appointed. And the reason I think a special counsel should have been appointed is because I did not want to be in a position that they looked at Trump and weren't going to look at me, just like they looked at the vice president. And the fact is they made a firm conclusion. I did not break the law, period. Thank you all very, very much. I'm of the view, as you know, that the conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip, has been um, over the top. I think that uh, 
as you know, initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. I've been pushing really hard, really hard, to get humanitarian assistance into Gaza. There are a lot of innocent people who are starving, a lot of innocent people who are in trouble and dying. And it's got to stop, number one. Number two, I was also in a position that I'm the guy that made the case that we have to do much more to increase the amount of material going in, including fuel, including other items. I've been on the phone with the Qataris. I've been on the phone with the Egyptians. I've been on the phone with the Saudis to get as much aid as we possibly can into Gaza. There are innocent people and innocent women and children who are also in bad, badly in need of help. And so that's what we're pushing. And I'm pushing very hard now to deal with this hostage ceasefire because, as a, you know, I've been working tirelessly in this deal. How can I say this without revealing it? To lead to a sustained pause in the fighting, in the actions taking place in, in the Gaza Strip. And uh, because I think if we can get the delay for that uh, the initial delay, I think that uh, we would be able to uh, extend that uh, so that we could increase the prospect that this fighting in Gaza changes. There's also negotiations. You may recall, in the very beginning, right after, right before Hamas attacked, I was in contact with the Saudis and others to work out a deal where they would recognize Israel's right to exist, let them make them part of the Middle East, and recognize them fully. I'm going to jump in now. He's winding down. Uh, the, the, just, just one more cherry on top, that whole disaster or a press conference. My goodness gracious, did you hear what he said about our brothers and sisters in Israel? Over the top and over the top response. How how should they have responded, Joe, when they murdered women and children and how and are holding them hostage? Remember the remember the slaughter at that concert, a concert that I don't know. Maybe if your granddaughters were in Israel, they might find it pretty cool or rave that women, Jewish women, were raped and killed because they're Jewish by Hamas murderers. The response was over the top. The only thing I could quite frankly foresee as being over the top as far as a response to that would have been a thermonuclear weapon. If a thermonuclear weapon was used on 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 the Gaza Strip, that would have been too far. Because, yeah, innocent civilians would have been killed in Israel and Gaza. That would have been over the top. What they have done so far has been necessary, warranted, professional. And it's their God-given responsibility. I almost for, In all the craziness, I almost forgot about what he said at the end there. Anyway, amazing, isn't it? Amazing times. Be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Uh. 
Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, all right. I just loved hearing the White House spin on this, man. The White House. Oh, we turn the documents right over. Everything is uh, fine. And, uh, oh, on page 215, it says Joe Biden was helpful and didn't. Yeah, but page 100 to page one to 488 say other things that are highly incriminating and bad and weird. And you're just saying, well, on page 215, it says that President Biden did not willfully retain document X. Yeah, but what about Y and Z <laughs> and A, B, C, D, E, F and all these other things? So it's kind of a he's not doing a bad job. He's got a, a, a press corps in front of him that's not accustomed to uh, asking tough questions and, and, and following through. And, oh, also reading 488-page reports. Actually, it's 388 pages. Now, I have read about 250 pages. I actually I haven't read the whole thing, actually. I thought I did. No, 250. I got about, I got over 100 pages to go. And this stuff is, uh, <laughs> I could have gotten it done earlier. My wife kept on saying, come to bed. Come to bed. If she, <laughs> she acted like I was out carousing. I don't know. Does anybody else get a hard time like that if you're up late, if you want to watch TV or whatever? I mean, I say, darling, I could be at a strip club right now. Relax. I'm in the living room. Come on. <laughs> right? I'm a good guy. I want to stay up late and read. I want to read a report. I wasn't going out with the buddy. Anyway, could have been done a lot earlier, but um, he keeps saying to everybody, well, if you read the report, well, if you read the report, well, if you read the report, and here's where the press corps fails us again. Um, they didn't read the report. They read the 15-page summary. They read the little 15-page summary. And so when he he's like, in a way, you know what he's doing? He's gaslighting them. Oh, I, I read the report. He read the report. He must know more than, than no, he's he's misleading you. He's playing a big game with you. All right. Uh, there's the music. Uh, ooh, I'm going to tell you about something that I really shouldn't tell you about when I come right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, here we go. I'm going to just go through this uh, rapidly, concisely, and uh, straight from the straight from the report. All right, because people are quoting it, this and that. And uh, look, I've gone into the uh, the bowels of it, but uh, let's let's go right to the top of it, right off the top. Okay. The executive summary. Our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. These materials included marked classified documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan, notebooks containing Mr. Biden's handwritten entries about issues of national security and foreign policy implicating sensitive intelligence sources and methods. FBI agents recover these materials from the garage, office, and basement of Mr. Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home. However, for the reasons summarized below, we conclude that the evidence does not establish Mr. Biden's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Prosecution of Mr. Biden is also unwarranted based on our consideration of the aggravating and mitigating factors set forth in the Department of Justice's principles of federal prosecution. All right. Now. For these reasons, we decline prosecution of Mr. Biden. I actually agree with that, okay? But I'm going to continue here. This is really, really important. 
The classified documents and other materials recovered in this case span Mr. Biden's career in national public life. During that career, Mr. Biden has seen himself as a historic figure, elected to the Senate at age 29. (coughs) Excuse me. He considered running for president as early as 1980 and did so in 88, 2008 and 2020. He believed his record during decades in the Senate made him worthy of the presidency and collected papers and artifacts related to significant issues and events in his career. He used these materials to write memoirs published in 2007 and 2017 to document his legacy and to cite as evidence that he was a man of presidential timber. (coughs) I have to stop there for a moment. I want to continue reading, but my voice, I have a real problem. Every I'm going to cough like my head off if I keep talking. So I'm just going to say this regarding that part right there. They're nasty and they're sarcastic because they don't like Joe because Joe yelled at them and Joe lied to them. This thing is dripping with a little, none dripping is, there's a hint, there's a hint of resentment throughout it. And I love it. I love it. All right, let me take a breath here. Excuse me. All right. In 2009, then Vice President Biden strongly opposed the military's plans to send more troops to Afghanistan. U.S. policy in Afghanistan was deeply important to Mr. Biden, and he labored to dissuade President Obama from escalating America's involvement there and repeating what Mr. Biden believed was a mistake akin to Vietnam. Despite Mr. Biden's advice, President Obama ordered a surge of additional U.S. troops, and Mr. Biden's views endured sharp criticism from others within and outside of the administration. But he always believed history would prove him right. He retained materials documenting his opposition to the troop surge, including a classified handwritten memo he sent President Obama over the 2009 Thanksgiving holiday and related marked classified documents. FBI agents recovered these materials from Joe Biden's Delaware garage and home office in 22 and 23, December of 22 and January 23. Also, during his eight years as vice president, Mr. Biden regularly wrote notes by hand in notebooks. Some of these related to classified subjects, including the president's daily brief, National Security Council meetings, and some notes themselves are classified. After the vice presidency, Mr. Biden kept these classified notebooks in unsecured and unauthorized spaces at his Virginia and Delaware home. To our knowledge, no one has identified any classified information published in Promise Me Dad, but Mr. Biden shared information, including some classified information from these materials with his ghost writer. Mark classified documents about Afghanistan. Documents from fall of 2009 have classification markings of top secret and sensitive. They were found in a box in Mr. Biden's Delaware garage that contained other materials of great personal significance to him and that he appears to have personally used and accessed the marked classified documents were found along with drafts of the handwritten 2009 Thanksgiving memo. Mr. Biden sent president Obama in a last ditch effort to persuade him not to send additional troops to Afghanistan. These materials were proof of the stand. Mr. Biden took in what he regarded as among the most important decisions of his vice presidency. He wanted these specific materials. Look, they're co-located with materials that he would access. How did they put it? Access every day. Uh, garage that contained other materials of great personal significance to him that he appears to have personally used and accessed. The classified stuff is right next to the stuff of his private life 
contracts, bills, checks, stuff that we know that he was accessing. All right. Mr. Biden wrote his 2007 and 2017 memoirs with the help of a ghostwriter in a recorded conversation with his ghostwriter in February of 2017, about a month after he left office. Mr. Biden said while referencing his 2009 Thanksgiving memo that he had just found all of the classified stuff downstairs. At the time, he was renting a home in Virginia where is where he met his ghostwriter to work on the second memoir. Downstairs from where they met was Mr. Biden's office where he stored his papers. He moved out of the home in 2019, consolidating his belongings in Delaware, where the FBI agents later found all that classified stuff about Afghanistan. Evidence supports the inference that when Mr. Biden said in 2017 that he had just found all the classified stuff downstairs in Virginia, he was referring to the same marked classified documents about Afghanistan that FBI agents would later find in Delaware. Um Nevertheless, we're not going to prosecute. Uh, yeah. Other, nevertheless, the, we believe jurors would likely find reasonable doubt for one or more of several reasons, both when he served as vice president and when the Afghanistan documents were found in Mr. Biden's graduate. His possession of them in his Delaware home was not a basis for prosecution because as vice president and president, he had authority to keep classified documents in his home. You see, this is the thing. It's exculpatory. It exonerates Trump. Right? You get it? Do you see that? They never should have done this against Trump. They wouldn't have done it to Biden. Biden is not, well, technically, letter of the law if you want to, but you have, you can't just go around with the law book and say, who broke the law? You broke the law. It doesn't work that way. There is discretion. You know, we're going to have Rudy here in a little bit. All right. I want to talk to Rudy about this. Is Rudy celebrating? I want to high five Rudy when he gets a chance. Give him, give him, give him 45. Get him in over 45. Several defenses are likely to create reasonable doubt as to such charges. For example, Mr. Biden could have found the classified documents at his Virginia home in 2017 and then forgotten about them. This could convince some reasonable jurors that he did not retain them willfully. When Mr. Biden told his ghostwriter about finding classified stuff downstairs, his tone was matter of fact for a person who had viewed classified documents nearly every day for eight years as vice president, including regularly at his home, finding classified documents at home less than a month after leaving office could have been unremarkable. No big deal. We understand that. I actually understand that. Mr. Biden's memory was uh, limited during his interview. Uh, I'm going to skip that. All the defenses because the defenses are reasonable. I have no problem with that. But I want to get to the part about sharing the stuff, just so you know, he shared this stuff with the ghost writer. All right? Let's see here. Well, that doesn't even matter. He did share it with the ghost writer. Um, uh, we believe he was mistaken about what the law permits, but his view... Okay. Sorry. Sorry about this, folks. I'm just so excited. <laughs> Are you guys excited? Uh, some evidence also suggests Mr. Biden knew he could not keep classified handwritten notes at his home. Mr. Biden left office. He also knew his staff decided to store note cards. Um, Mr. Biden intended to do something the law forbids. The requirement to prove we can't prove it during our Mr. Ah, during our interview of him, Mr. Biden was emphatic, i.e. translation mad declaring that his notebooks are my property and that every president before me has done the exact same thing, that is, kept handwritten classified materials after leaving office. 
He also cited the diaries that President Reagan kept in his private home after leaving office, noting that they included classified information. Contemporaneous evidence suggests that when Mr. Biden left office in 2017, he believed he was allowed to keep the notebooks in his home. In a recorded conversation with his ghostwriter in 2017, Mr. Biden explained that despite his staff's view to the contrary, he did not think he was required to return the note cards to the National Archives. Um, If this is what Mr. Biden thought, we believe he was mistaken about what the law permits, but his views find some support in historical practice. The clearest example is President Reagan, who left the White House in 1989 with eight years of handwritten diaries, which he appears to have kept at his California home, even though they contained top secret information. During criminal litigation involving a former Reagan administration official in 89 and 90, the Department of Justice stated in public court filings that the currently classified diaries were Mr. Reagan's personal records. Yet we know of no steps the department or other agencies took to investigate Mr. Reagan for mishandling classified information or to retrieve or secure his diaries. Most jurors would likely find evidence of this precedent and Mr. Biden's claimed reliance on it, which we expect would be admitted at trial to be compelling evidence that Mr. Biden did not act willfully. As with the marked classified documents, because the evidence is not sufficient to convict Mr. Biden for willfully retaining the notebooks, we declined prosecution. We also considered whether Mr. Biden willfully disclosed defense information to his ghostwriter by reading aloud certain passages to the ghostwriter, nearly verbatim, on at least three occasions. I just want people to know that part, all right? On three different occasions, they say he gave the ghostwriter classified material. Ah, the problem they have there in proving it is, well, they're not sure they can prove what he was reading from. They can't, they can't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. But they know he did it. They know he did it. Let's see here. Historically, after leaving office, many presidents do this, knowingly take sensitive materials related to national security from their administrations without being charged with crimes. This historical record is important context for judging whether and why to charge a former vice president and former president as Mr. Biden would be when susceptible to prosecution. With one exception, there is no record of the Department of Justice prosecuting a former president or vice president for mishandling classified documents from his own administration. Now, of course, the one exception is Donald Trump. And people are, I hear, I even hear Karl Rove. Well, there are very serious differences between the case against Biden and, and Trump. No, there aren't. Actually, there, there, there are not. They all get down to, well, he didn't, he never, he didn't return them when asked. And everybody leaves it that, oh, yeah, you're right. He didn't return, he did not return them when asked. Here's the question, though. Who else did the National Archives ever ask or the Department of Justice ever ask to get the classified material back? So every president takes the stuff with them. Only one president gets asked to return it. Trump. Only one president gets charged for taking it and not returning it. Trump. But they all take it. Did they ask Jimmy Carter? Did they ask Ronald Reagan? Did they ask George H.W. Bush? Did they ask Bill Clinton? Did they ask George W. Bush for any of that stuff back? Only Trump 
You get the problem? There's a biggie. It is huge. I am so happy right now. I am so happy. Mr. Mayor, you don't look as happy as I thought you would look. I, can't, I couldn't remember how to get in here. What's? Oh. <laughs> I just submitted a motion in uh, Georgia that uh, I'm an elderly old man, and therefore I should be acquitted. I should just be. I'm, I'm almost as old as he is. I don't know my son's birthday. I don't know. And you can commit. If you don't know your son's birthday, I think you can murder somebody. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> well done. Well done. Well done. Mr. Mayor, I, I think, man, if they haven't blown it with this one, I don't know what blows it. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? They had some guy on today. I don't know who he is. Sam's, what a jackass! Ooh, he was on and he said that that her guy, terrible what he said. The president is per- perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with him. Yeah, yeah. But he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. He didn't commit a crime. Right. So one reporter said. How can you be so sure he's right about one but wrong about the other? <laughs> that was a great question. Yeah, and he's doesn't he, he's smooth up until a point. The press corps, in its weird way, is compliant. You know what's interesting? Um, and it's it was clever of the Mister Sams. Well, if you read the whole report, well, if you read the whole report, well, if you read the whole report, those nitwits, most of them did not read the whole uh, report. I, of course, it's, it's ridiculously right? they're, long. They're count, they're, they're not even going to try. Awful, awful writing. But can I ask you this? Here's my big question, and we got to take a break, and then we'll come back with you and Maria. Um, I see this as an apocalyptic takedown, as I said last night, of, of, of Joe Biden, but also I see it as a stinging, searing, um, and totally necessary and warranted and justified rebuke of Jack Smith yep. and the thugs at the Department of Justice by the good guys at the Department of Justice. Yeah, it was very clever. Very clever the way they did it, too. We'll talk about it. I love it. I'll be right yeah. back. Thank you. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I missed, I'm, I'm so privileged, uh, Mr. Mayor and Maria. Um, so can I... We'll pick up. We were. Ta- we're just, I'm. I'm excited. I'm. I'm totally excited. Well, you should be. It's a major breakthrough. It's a major breakthrough. And I just want to make this one point. I just made it to you. Everybody understands. Everybody is excited on the left. They're holding on to this. Well, it's totally different because Trump refused to return the documents when he when they asked for them back. You, the, the the next thing you got to take it to the next level, and we're the only people doing it in the country right now. The question is, when did the GODOJ ever? In the history of the United States, demand classified materials back from a former president of the United States. They didn't, except for Trump. What about the Sox case? Actually, that was Clinton insisting that it was his stuff. Absolutely. The government, he wanted it from the government. Absolutely. So, Mr. Mayor, I feel incredibly blessed to be your friend, number one, and colleague, that this moment has happened because the last three years have been tough at times. This is a major turning point. I don't care if the what the fake news says or doesn't say. <laughs> God is in control, and everything ultimately comes out, and it's a beautiful day. Well, her, I believe, did it purposefully. But if he didn't, well, just as good. The, the complexity of the report is brilliant because um, when you finish, even – 
cursorily looking at all of the ways in which he illegally t- he stole as a senator. He stole the classified material. You're not allowed to take it out of the skiff. You can't even take it into your own office. There are senators behind his back that are shocked that he did this. When you look at all the things that he did with it, how he gave classified information to his he gave it to him to his ghostwriter. Soldiers go to jail for that. Well, but, 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 but I have to well, say this is the thing, though. No, you see. Her says out loud in this. Yeah. So uh, if you're a sailor, you got to hold. Look, if you show up to work late in the military, they could court martial you. Presidents, vice presidents, members of Congress even are treated differently from virtually everybody else when it comes to classified material, especially presidents, former presidents, vice presidents. There's significantly well, more I don't leeway. Know about vice president. I don't no, think he, he, any... he actually says he does say vice president. I think he's wrong. I think the only special area that would be uh, treated differently is a president, because a president can classify and declassify. I know. A vice president. That was that was, a, that was a conversation that was dominating, like when this thing first broke. But as a de facto matter, mm-hmm. and this guy is a de facto guy, right? He's saying, "Look, when you come post vice presidency, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be stuff all over the house. There is. There's going to be. It's not a big deal." It's not a big deal. The new paradigm is, thanks to Jack Smith right. and Democrats, you're going to make it a big deal. Okay, we're going to. You guys made it the federal case, so we're treating it like a federal case, like you guys do, and we're going to tell you why this well, is not such a big deal. Well, you can do that if you're not prosecuting Trump. I mean, yeah, you can get away with you, you can get away with saying every single thing uh, Biden did, everybody else did. Uh, same thing with Trump. Every single thing Trump did, everybody else did, and and to make the distinction that Trump was uh, resisting them on several documents is such a small distinction in the comparison of their conduct doesn't work it doesn't but he work was I, in active negotiations at the time yeah. one of his lawyers told me that right. that they were shocked active yeah, they, were, they were talking the whole time yes. but i guess why i'm not feasting on oh joe biden you know did this and it was bad and it was a crime is because then you'd say, well, okay, he should be prosecuted just like President Trump. Or, but the, the, the more importantly, nobody should be prosecuted. Well, okay, right. and they didn't prosecute. How, how do you, how do you let this stand and not prosecute Biden, and go ahead and prosecute Trump? Because in essence, you've made everything rather picayune. Uh, but now that now that Biden looks like he's on the way out, like I don't even want to talk about charging Biden, like. I want the cases to fall apart against mm-hmm. Trump, and they should. they should. I'm going to get the hell out of here. Mr. Mayor, have a great yeah, weekend. I think Maria, there's a thank motion you. to dismiss based on L- this case. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. What a privilege. Thank you, sir.